Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I want to bring toxic masculinity back, dude. <laughs> I feel like I'm the guy to do it. <laughs> Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professional. They're about to make that very clear. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Walking Blind Podcast. This is a podcast where we like to normalize checking in on your homies. This is episode 82, and I'm Mike. That is also Mike. Today we have a very, very special guest, our boy Gabe Ochoa. Hello, hello, hello. The man himself. The legend himself, if you will. Thank you, thank you. I mean, they, they, they you guys say that. <laughs> he finally gave us the time of day. Yeah. We've been we've been on him for months. <laughs> we've been uh, asking him so often. <laughs> yeah, like once, uh, you know, every six months. Legit, I hit him up. I was like, "Hey, are you free?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, always, Sick. always, always done it. Always done it. Yeah. If I get a little break from the kids, we'll just, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Yeah, this is my this is my little escape, my little hideaway. Just lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go to work. Bye. I'm working later. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got the same setup. My garage. Oh yeah. Thing, AC and everything too. All right, see you. Know, the kids started going, you know, crazy, causing chaos from the house. I'm like, I gotta go work. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, got, I got some flyers to do, yeah. and you know, I gotta write some lyrics to the new songs. Oh, yeah. yeah, he did yeah. good. That was a good yeah. intro. Thank you. That's literally that's like the best. That's probably the, that is the best one you've done so far. Yeah, I don't want to make and no script. out of it. No script. I'll, off the I'll top. top yeah. The fucked up thing is like while you were doing your intro, I was gonna clap in the middle of it just to fuck you up, right? <laughs> but I was like, oh, he's doing good. <laughs> if you like roll back the footage, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I could I could feel you. If that, I don't know how to explain it, but I could feel you wanting to do something or chime in. I'm glad to know our connection is still there, Michael. <laughs> it is oh man <laughs> episode 82 um so we well first off because we've been forgetting these days which we shouldn't be we're gonna start with our mental health check right 
Um, <clears throat> and then after that, I want to want to kind of pick your brain a little bit about how you became became like the Inland Empire hardcore legend. Dude. All right, yeah, let's do it. So, Mike, you want to? Yeah. So our mental health check is basically where we meant we check in weekly to see where we're at mentally. Uh, that way we kind of see if there's anything we're doing that's helping us, any coping mechanisms. And if we're not if we're not doing so great, maybe what are we doing that's kind of or neglecting to do that is like keeping us in that funk. Who's going first? Go for it. Yeah. All you. That's all you've yeah. done. All right. Uh, mentally, I'm doing really well. Um, I have gotten back into trying to get myself into show shape, so uh, that's been that's been nice. Uh, I'm trying to sing every day. Sing today. She's she's witness to it. It's kind of embarrassing, but I did it in the car. No, at the house. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need to go to my room real quick. <laughs> Just ignore what's going on in there, okay? Isn't that isn't that weird how that works? You you can sing in front of hundreds of people, no problem. Yeah. But it's just like the spouse, like nah, yeah, I gotta go away. Well, I want so yeah, like I wanted to do like 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 full on warm ups and stuff. So I did like a like a little bit, and then I was just like, I'm just gonna do like karaoke songs like that I do. Mm-hmm. So I just sang karaoke basically in my room while she was taking a nap out in the front. That's fair. So, but that's that's like good for me. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I feel like I've been good. I feel like I'm doing doing pretty well. Obviously, music is huge for me, and then I think exercise is going to be big for me moving forward. So that's where I'm at. Gabe, where are you at this week? Oh, I want to send the invite again. Do you want to go do Mount Rubidoux? Let's go do Mount Rubidoux. I haven't been up there lately because there was a lot of car break-ins. Yeah. So now, so now I'm a little bit more sketched, really, about parking there. But I definitely want to get back to it. So if you want to go. To say when? Okay. The only thing that scares me because you because you say you want to run. Oh, do I walk it and then <laughs> run it? I'll walk. I'll walk. I'll walk, I'll, I'll, I'll walk one <laughs> and then run the next one. But I can't. I mean, I, right, I'm not even like in shape to like do my full lap or whatever I used to do. But like, yeah, just walk it. Get a good like speed walking. Yeah, yeah. I can then, do. I can speed walk really well. Yeah. Then I mean, just start slow. You yeah. Know, you can do one time. I do. I walk it one time to do warm up, and then I just start running it like. Little portions here and there, but it's good. You good for your lungs. Michael, would you like to? Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't have to get in show shape, but I do uh, have to get in shape in general. So, you know. <laughs> but yes, I'm down. Yeah, let's I'm do so it. I'm so down. But otherwise, man, life's great. No complaints. Um, yeah, same thing. Just right now, just trying to find time to do the band, and you know, obviously, be a dad to three kids. That it off oh you know like it's insane work <laughs> definitely sometimes you know mm-hmm. gets to me and mm-hmm. it, it, it i um let off all my kids because they cause so much chaos it's just like ah so you know there's that but i feel mm-hmm. like that's like a little bit more normal <laughs> yeah. you know like you kind of have those moments whatever but otherwise i can't complain life life is good and um you know every day you wake up you know I can't be mad because you know we've had friends that don't have the opportunity to wake up another day or whatever you know so I definitely try to appreciate even the rough days Mm. these days than anything so yeah and and something uh so I've I respect admire and I don't know how you're able to get to so many shows 
Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I tell people my <clears throat> wife lets me. Nice. So it, it is. It's cool because like let's say like this past uh, weekend I saw Mind Force at Chain Reaction on Friday Fuck. and then Emperor on Saturday, but Friday work just kind of like was just on my nerves a little mm. and um my wife was just like like oh like yeah go go have fun and let off you know whatever go mingle let your mind just kind of go whatever and so i just went to that super last minute as well and um yeah and the saturday was already planned for like a month it's like a hundred dollar ticket so i was like i'm not missing that like what yeah emperor dude hundred dollars but worth it I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know who Emperor is. Oh, it's a, a Nor <laughs> like a Norway black metal band. Mm. But uh, I mean, my dad bought me a, a CD of theirs when I was in like ninth grade, so like ninety nine or something like that. And um, just never got to see him until this past Saturday. And it's just like, wait, are we the same age? What are you? How old are you? What What are you? <laughs> yeah, what are you? <laughs> okay, I'm one of you. are younger. Yeah, thirty eight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he said uh, freshman year ninety nine. I was like, "It's <laughs> <laughs> so long ago." Yeah. <clears throat> Some MBR started. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's crazy to be twenty six in a room with so many old guys. You know, what I mean? whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Young young dudes unite. That's not even. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even true. A little bit. <clears throat> All right, so how are you, dude? I'm. I've been good, man. Um, I actually, you know, funny thing about the whole getting in show shape, I was working out this weekend and I came back here to grab something um, that I needed and I didn't have the AC on back here. So it was like hot. It's usually like I keep it set at 85 just because there's so much like mm -hmm. guitars and amps and everything mm -hmm. here. But um, I keep it, but it was still hot, you know, like walking in here. I was like, fuck. Mm -hmm. And then so I decided I was like, oh, you know what? Let's uh, let's jam a little bit in the heat, sweaty just to kind of like get used to that feeling yeah. and it was it was all bad show reps like oh dude. shit dude, the, the sweat is yeah awesome. sweat's I, killer. I, I don't mind the sweat i i've been practice my dudes complain about the sweat and it's like no nah, that's 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 the good you that's know what part. though i will say this now that i'm not up front you know like and i'm actually holding an instrument and and i mind the sweat now because <laughs> my hands are sweaty i'm trying to fucking play guitar and i'm like oh i get it Where's i get pants, dude? i get it dude <laughs> Wristbands, dude. Get the the Chris Caraba fucking yeah. wristbands on each hand, but um, yeah. Other than that, man, it's just been uh, I I've me and Mike kind of sat down and talked. Well, didn't really sit down, text each other, mm -hmm. and uh, thought up some ideas and some plans for the Fields on Wheels, the van that we have. Um, we did talk a little bit on Saturday, though. We did talk a little bit on Saturday about it. Um, we got got a gotta give mike props for showing up for coffee this weekend i was an hour late <laughs> he was an he was an hour late and i sat there by myself uh, for an hour just scrolling through guitars um because <clears throat> i need more i don't know and uh <laughs> then we had coffee and then you know um i ended up day drinking with martin and was hung over by 8 p.m <laughs> yeah so other than that yeah it's been uh i've been kind of like prioritizing some things like we've been getting rid of a bunch of stuff in storage like selling off a lot of the stuff that we're not using just to kind of clean out house and nice. and um <clears throat> so it's been nice to kind of get rid of like a bunch of junk and stuff that's been 
accumulating like i hate walking in the garage when there's just stuff piled everywhere oh, you, you hate my garage <laughs> so but at least you have like a, a workspace that you work in right oh yeah but it's the workspace looks like <laughs> a bunch of clutter as well so yeah <clears throat> i think maybe it's because i i don't like it when the clutter's not mine it's like that add thing where it's like if it's my lady's stuff i'm like that's all her shit what the fuck is all this stuff you know what i mean yeah. um but Dude, if you guys ever need help with clutter or rearranging things or organizing things, uh -huh. I know someone. <laughs> yeah. Who's that? It's crazy. Jordan Elizabeth. It's this. It's this. Uh, you'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys about it later. Crazy rates, though, huh? Expensive. Uh, worth it. I think. <laughs> I think worth it. Oh man! If you guys can't tell, Jordan's in the room. <laughs> She's holding a gun to to Mike right now to advertise her company. Plug me in. Plug me I, in. I felt. I felt. I felt the lasers. I was just like, I got, I'm, don't worry, I'm gonna. She, she, you don't worry. She's off camera, but she was like, "Oh, dude, I can feel it. And I'm not even looking that way. It's like going, you, you know, when you take like light and you put it through a magnifying glass. It's going through my glasses and, and just I, fucking. I felt straight it. at you. I was like, <clears throat> I was like, don't worry, I got it. I got it. Don't worry. Yeah, I got, I got it. It's Jordan Elizabeth, right? <laughs> yeah, I definitely need organizing and in my garage but it's like a lot of shit i just don't want to get rid of yeah because a lot of it is like just banned merch oh yeah like it's i mean other than like christmas decorations or whatever stuff like that i mean i have a whole wall that is just tubs and tubs of band merch that's sick that i just cannot get rid of yeah it's just I like i'll open a tub and i'm like oh that's sick like, yeah, yeah put it back in there, like <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't get rid of it. I'm a hoarder. You Dude, you, you could probably, and I, I mean, I know like the, you would have to want to do this, right? But you could probably do like a sick ass sale on uh, all that well, merch. I told, my, I told my wife, like if I were to die, yeah, like our estate sale would be like the sickest. The sickest. Sale. Yeah. <laughs> Just so much like nineties and eighties, like heavy metal, hair metal shit. Just like I'm like. 3,000 CDs and Fuck. records and shit. Just, dude. Yeah, dude. Dude, the archivist, man. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a curse and a blessing. <laughs> more more of a curse if you ask my wife. So. And when are you going to open Gabe's Punk Rock Library? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep, it, keep it on Instagram. That's it. I can barely keep it on Instagram. Dude, sometimes I, I see like the stuff that you pull out, you'd be like, like, how the fuck did you find this from 20 years ago? Yeah, like, well, like, dude, I lost a lot of shit because... When we start going to shows, um, I started going to like '95. I saw Slayer it was my first concert, and then Ted Nugent my second concert, and then from there it was just like a it's just snowball. Effect. Oh yeah, <laughs> my dad was just like, oh he likes it. Like I'm taking him every concert. Dude, that's oh, sick. Cool. And so yeah. like, so my dad would took us to see uh, the Aquabats. That was like our first show, our first like underground show was the Aquabats in the end of '96 or something like that. And from there it was just like just collecting. Yeah. It's like go to the merch table I mean I was like 11 or 12 or something like that mm -hmm. and so the bands or merch people would be like oh here's like a poster here's a sticker like and you dude I had all kinds of like pharmaceutical bandits like oh, promos yeah, all signed and real big fish posters signed like aquabats uh, all these dude all this shit that I just that I lost to rain oh, I, had, I, I had it in a box in my in my mom's um, like shed thing Mm -hmm. And I went in there one day, and it was just all fucking just sprung a leak. Dude, somewhere. the posters like the ink like just like it's dried like on each other. Fuck. And I just picked up one poster, and it was just like the whole fucking batch of it. Like, goddamn, like all my falling sickness shit that was signed by like, no. all the band, oh, and, like so much shit, like a ton, like I don't know, like it was like a box, like a stereo box, like this big or whatever, and it was completely full of posters and shit. Like, damn, I used, dude, to have, I, have, I used to have a 
ton more, ton more stuff. So I'm I'm slowly finding it again, but there's like a ton of shit that, yeah. that I will never find again. Yeah, that, for sure. Like the pharmaceutical band and stuff. Yeah, I, I will never find that. Have, so have have you, man? Have, were you always like intentional? I guess like I used to kind of collect like when I was like really into baseball. I would like I try to get like baseball signed by like mm-hmm. my favorite players or stuff or hats. But like, have you always just wanted to like be mindful of like keeping things and collecting them? Like, no, I mean, kind of. Like, I think we get it. Me and my brother, we're both, you know, blessed with this hoarding by my (laughs) my dad. (laughs) So my dad, right? Like, he's he went to concerts in the eighties, like heavy metal shows and shit, like Danza Theater, um, Monopolies, like all this shit out here, Mm -hmm. and uh, he would just collect like t-shirts and all she had like all this like alice cooper shit shit like he saw like acdc with um with uh bon scott in germany and like all the shit but like, he had like all those shirts and we were in ontario we were like moving out of there and he goes like yo and i mean he probably had, like six boxes of t-shirts and he was like yo do you guys want these and we went through them and i think i picked out a univision t-shirt you know as i met the spanish <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i picked out a univision t-shirt and i go like this is cool. But like and I did, and everything else, all the Black Sabbath shirts, all the ACDC shirts, all that shit from the eighties, all that crap. We were just like, all right, that's it. We don't need any of it. No yeah. way. So that's and he probably he thinks it's funny now because now like I find shirts that he had, and he's just like, oh, I had that. Like what the hell? Yeah, I couldn't get. But uh, but no, we get it from him. Like he was a big col- uh, music collector. I mean, even now he still has photo albums that he still is adding to like from like events and shows that he goes to but that's basically what we got it from my dad kind of like i don't know just told us always like how important it is it's like to keep it in years from now it's gonna be worth money or whatever you know but just like keep it but my brother was the first one to kind of like collect all the flyers like all the showcase flyers that i post mm-hmm. like the calendars majority of those are for my brother Damn. my brother was like really on it like just like go to a show get all the flyers go home put in a shoebox and like just fill that shoebox up get the next one like and then um yeah for a minute i was like i don't know i would say like in what 2007 or something like that i was kind of like getting rid of shit just like i don't need this i don't need that and then i don't know what happened i just kind of like like it just like maybe i should be holding on to this because a lot of it was sentimental to me Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like just where it started for me. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just I blame my dad. Was was your dad a musician himself? No. Or was he just a no, fan of music? He, he just loves music. Yeah. Like even now, like when he calls me, he won't even like ask for the kids. <laughs> he, he won't bring up the kids at all. And like it bothers my wife, you know, to an extent. Like, mm-hmm. wait, how, how does he? No, no, no. But like, they said, like he called me like, I don't know, maybe last week or something. And he, all he wanted to do was talk about the new Avenged Sevenfold album. <laughs> I saw him, he, he, he called me, he was like, and I, I forgot where we were, but he goes like, hey, have you listened to the new Avenged Sevenfold album? I go, Dad, I haven't listened to that band in like, <laughs> like 2007 or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know like anything about that band. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh man, that new album was pretty good. Like it's different. And I don't know, but you know, he's going on and on yeah. and on. And we talked for like 20 minutes. And my, when I get off the phone, my wife goes like, that's why the kids are going nothing. <laughs> nothing. Not so he called to, to talk about. Hey, he called to talk about. Yeah. To be fair, I've heard that record's great. I haven't listened to it. No, I haven't either. I've heard that it was great though. I, I don't. 
Just haven't yeah, given it I, I just been listening to that new Slipknot the other day. My dad, could, he called me up one time, too, told me how good it was, <laughs> and he bought it for me. Oh, shit. And, and, uh, and like I, physical I, CD? Yeah, yeah. Always, always has to be oh, physical. Yeah. I, I try not to listen to anything online. Like, no band camps, no none of that. Like, it's like, I'll... I like I still like the idea of seeing a band live. Yeah. Like I I, I don't want to hear a band on recording. Like mm. let's say like Drain, right? Like I feel like if I would have listened to Drain on CD, it wouldn't have hit me the as same. hard as it did when I seen him at Chain. Yeah. It was like sure. fucking goosebumps. Like the only way like I try to explain to people's uh, when Suicide Silence first played Bludgeon to Death, it was like chills up my spine and shit. Like it was like oh my god, it's like different. Like there's something yeah. different about this man. It, that's the same feeling I got when I saw Drain. Yeah. And I feel like if I had heard him any time before that on recording, it would have been like, eh, it wouldn't eh. have hit. This yeah, time. not yeah. at all. But because I when I got home like the next day or I got home, you know, like a couple days later, I was like, okay, let me like try to like relive that moment and like listen to the albums. It didn't do it for me. Yeah. It was just like I, I, I almost like I fucked it up. Yeah. By listening to it on that album. <laughs> But I mean, live it's like amazing. So I still like the idea of seeing a band live. But yeah, my dad was not a musician. He just liked music a lot. And uh, my cousin, he was like one of the first bands to sign a Metal Blade Records. This band called Armored Saint. Okay. And um, him and my dad used to go to shows all the time. That's sick. And so like my dad has like in his photo albums or whatever he has like pictures of him hanging out with like Mortman Angel like backstage and like Whoa. like all this shit, dude. And, like I mean, he has like all kinds of shit. But um. Yeah, he's, but I mean, we were just raised from like birth, basically, on heavy yeah. metal. Um, I mean, I think we're like his dream come true. You yeah. know, like like he like races on music, and all he cared about was just like do music. Like me and my brother, go do music, go do music. I dropped out of high school. Yeah, and like in tenth uh, grade to go to Hellfest in two thousand two. <laughs> And, like, both my parents were just, like, school can wait. Like, go do it, you know? Holy shit. Then, was that, like, the Hellfest one that gets always posted online? Yeah. Yeah, 2002 yeah. was the the one with, like, um, Throwdown one, the Razor Fist mm-hmm. footage. Mm-hmm. It's posted a lot online. But, uh, and, like, that one is, like, I'm immortalized on that DVD, just screaming to them. And it's just crazy. I was one of, like, what, 16, 17, <laughs> something like that when I did that. And, um... Yeah, my parents just were like, here's 500 bucks. Have a good time. And with people, like, I didn't even know. I met at a show. What the yeah. hell? This dude, Greg, was just like, yeah, we're going to Hellfest. Like, we have a space. We have a spot in the car. We want to go? Like, kind of. Let me ask my parents. <laughs> and there it is. my parents were like, yeah, go. Dude, that's sick. Yeah. It's it's so, it's it's rare to that's see. That's a very you know rare, I mean? like, story. <laughs> yeah, my my dad was always into like rock and roll and metal and shit like that. And even still today, like he, same thing. Like he called me, I want to say like a maybe a month ago or something like that, and was like, "Have you listened to new Metallica yet?" And just like gave me this whole rundown of the new Metallica record. And I was like, "Okay, cool." Um, but I, if I were to tell him like I'm gonna drop out and go to a show, he'd be like, "The fuck, you're not." Yeah. <laughs> That's where the Asian dad kicks in. Is like, "No, get your ass back to school. I'm gonna fucking beat your ass." <laughs> like, yeah. right. No, I I and I'm trying. <laughs> All I got to do right now to get my GED, anyways, is just do math. Yeah. I, I have everything else out of the way. Yeah. Just math. And I went in to get my GED, like, I don't know, about a couple years ago now. I missed it by fucking one point. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man. I mean, at this point, do you need it? I, th- I think just to kind of like set an example for my kids. Okay. That, like, that, don't don't give up. Like, yeah. get it done. Yeah. It's important. And, and unless and, and, you're doing cool shit. Unless you're going uh, exactly. to hell fast. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're doing cool shit. 2028. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but there's times, like, you know, like, in hindsight, like, 
I almost kind of regret like mm. dropping out of school or like at least taking it for granted, you know? Yeah. Because I had like friends. Like, there's this dude, Kenny, I used to go to school with. He used to pick me up. And I found out like years later that like he got killed by the cops and shit like that. And I was oh, just shit. like, you know, it was like, so like shit like that, like, you know, friends that I had that like passed away. And it's just like, I don't know. I'm still in touch with some, but there's some that I kind of wish that like, You'd held on I, to I, I was just there from like beginning to end and yeah. whatever. Like, I don't know, but that's just me. I know, I know people that are just like, high school is done. Fuck all you. Like, I'm out of here. Like, I, it, I never really had that. That was you, right? Like, you yeah, were like, but I was out. like, but actually, not fuck all you. It was kind of like, just fuck all this. Fuck I, most I, I like, yeah, I like, I like my, I like my friends. I didn't, I didn't care enough. I was just happy to be done with it. Yeah. And then I just went for like years of just bullshitting college just so I could stay on my parents' insurance. I think for me, it was like, dude, I, I jumped around from school to school so often that like I never developed in close enough relationships with people until really realistically like I moved back out here. Like I still have a few friends from Atlanta that I'm close to like Brian, my brother, everybody Phil and a couple other people. But for the most part, like it wasn't until I came back here and like got to La Sierra where I'd like made like probably some of my closest friends because yeah. I, I would be around for a year and then it'd be like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. And then at a time when there was no social media or anything like that mm -hmm. to like keep in contact with people, you just, it just, and, and how out. wild is it with punk and hardcore or at least like you know this like world yeah like like it's like lifelong friendships yeah that yeah. like just are made over you know power chords yeah like mm -hmm. it's fucking wild it and and what was crazy to me was like even though i didn't stay close with a majority of people it would be weird to travel and then see people that i was like holy fuck i haven't seen you in 15 years i haven't seen yeah. you for forever like the whole Mikey Diamonds thing came up because I was in Connecticut on Warp Tour and uh, one of the dudes there was like, oh, dude, Mike, you used to always have the diamond earrings, Mikey Diamonds. And it was a joke. And then it became like this whole rap thing that was like also a joke. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Well, dude, uh, just the, you know, last October when we went up to the that weekend, mm -hmm. you know, it had been almost seven years since MBR had been up in Spokane. And I was like, I, I said it like a few times, but like I'd see a group of dudes and I'd be like, you guys are fucking men now. What the hell? Like you guys were like, <laughs> yeah. like maybe like just getting out of high school, you know, like, you know, some of the, some of the girls from the scene too, but it's just like, like, dude, you have kids? How? Yeah. Like I've seen how, you do keg stands. Like how, how do you, <laughs> how much more cool is it though that they're still there? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, they're yeah. still coming out. Yeah. Because se dude, like seven years in this world is like a lifetime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're lucky. Like if, you even decide to stick around five years mm. it's like it's such a like a it's a wagon hopping thing you know that like you just jump on you're on it for a, a year or two and then it's like all right well yeah. on to real life now right. you know when you find the killer i feel like of like a lot of like punk rock and hardcore is you get married you or you get like a like a big big person job yeah you know or i don't know i'm trying to think of what else it's like uh it's, it's like skateboarding it's, yeah. like everyone gets their license and it's like I don't if, have to if, skate anywhere. If, yeah, if you skate after you got your license, you're a true skater in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Like, if you drive to places to skate, skate yeah, yeah. you're a fucking you're, skater. Yeah, you're real way. deal. <laughs> so, um, kind of speaking of like time off and hiatuses, how how long did Dar some kind of like chill for a little bit before? I think, it's, I think it was six years. I mean, it could be a little longer, a little less. I don't know specifically, mm -hmm. but I know it was like around six years. And uh, I mean, all of that was just from burnout. Yeah, I mean, uh, on the side of like drama that we're dealing with with 
another band at the time that just kind of like really like solidified like our frustration with where we were or whatever but mm-hmm. it was like even then it was like a weird time because it was like now like metalcore is like cool i don't know and like at the time it was like we didn't sound like we didn't sound like madball obviously and like all that right. kind of shit and like if you didn't sound like that like the bands at the time were like Backtrack, Expire, yeah. Yeah. like H two O. Well, like not even like H two O. H two O was kind of like already kind of like phasing out. But like the, mm-hmm. like the cool bands at that time were like those New York hardcore bands, and um, or like the New York style hardcore bands because mm-hmm. Expire is Midwest. But mm-hmm. like we were always told we're too metalcore. Okay, yeah. And we're we're on tour like Marauder or something, you know. And it's just like right. like we don't mesh, you know. But like every night, kids would be like, "Oh, like we thought you guys were like." Ghost inside or something like stick to your guns, you know. I was like, nah, nah, nah we're not. <laughs> like, no, you know. So like, we will always like turn heads and shit. But I mean, we we're just dealing with drama, politics, really, you know. And um, yeah, we just got home. But we, we were going like back to back tours, mm-hmm. like a lot of West Coast runs, and uh, we did like a couple of full U.S. runs. And by the time we did that Marauder run, it was just well, we got our team. This, you know, I I should say like we had a booking agent and then. Media scare. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, you guys need an album. You guys need a tour. You guys need an album." It's like, "Yo, like, stop yeah. putting us on tour." Yeah, and then we like, can't. Then we can write, yeah. dude. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, well, we we rent a space on tour." And like, I'm like, "No, no, 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 like, dude, like, if we're touring, we're touring. We're yeah. tourists. Yeah, like, yeah. we're gonna go see everything we can. Yeah, because like, we're not gonna do. We don't do this shit, you know, forever. Like, we're gonna go live our moments now, and you know, so <clears> we were kind of getting pulled back and forth." Like right now, going to right now, and um, yeah, with that on top of the the politics of um, the time, or whatever the fuck, we're like, fuck this, like let's just we'll just take like a couple months off, and a couple months turned into a year, and then yeah, until COVID hit, when I'm, I'm like, I will kind of bored, like <laughs> I guess I could just finish this EP now, I mean, because it was originally it was supposed to be a full length, we were, we were writing a, for a full length so we could go to Japan. Oh shit. And uh, and then we find out like once we got this EP done, we found out the dude who was gonna book us in Japan is like, uh, you know, he got kicked out of the Japan hardcore scene. So <laughs> oh, like shit. now that's off the table. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I got bored and was, I just decided to wrap the album up. Everybody in the band got excited and then we just kind of went from there. Just finished it up, got it mixed and mastered by my friend Dan. And um, from Scars of Tomorrow. Oh yeah. But uh, okay. yeah, he he mixed and mastered all of that and recorded it too. But um, yeah. Once we got it done, the whole band was like, "Oh my god, like, like this is sick. Like, let's just do something. Let's do a show at least." And so yeah, we do. I told the guys like we could do a show because I want to do it on vinyl. So we have to sell the fucking record. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, we did the vinyl and, and then it's we sold out like I don't know in a couple months or something and just have a stop now we're back hopefully to be more on track get a full length written hopefully by the end of this year and see where it goes from there hopefully <clears throat> japan Dude, gets back japan. on the table and it'll be sick Did, uh, all the sushi that's my that's my last book well not my last but it's like my that's my top bucket list you guys haven't been japan mm-hmm. sheesh i know dude you guys should have gone out there with like i feel like uh, 2011 2012 Everybody was going to Japan. Mm-hmm. Th- that dude who who gave us the offer to go out there, um, he was bringing out like a mirror. And, um, fuck, I forgot who else he brought out, but yeah, I know there's a couple. I know another dude who 
there's always bringing bands out there. But at the, I, I feel like at 2011, 2012, a lot of U.S. bands were yeah. flying to Japan. So I'm surprised you guys have not been. Been to Australia twice. But... <laughs> so sick. Yeah. No, I, yeah. That, no, sounds, that sounds like a sick time. Yeah. Australia, I mean, Australia was my, my, my bucket list spot. Yeah. When we went, but then after that, I was like, it's just, like Japan. Do you, do you have time to do cool shit when you're in Australia, though? That's the one thing, like, I've always wanted, my goal has always been to go to Europe with the band or with a band mm -hmm. and um, just something with music. I just want to go there and know what I did on music. I got paid to do it. Yeah. And um, then experience all the cool shit. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. But everyone has always told me, like, dude go on your own time because you don't see shit like yeah. you're stuck in the van on someone else's time yeah. and you, you realistically you have if you're lucky you have like a three hour window mm -hmm. um i guess maybe five hour window maybe but that's like that's to to be like um one of the craziest things that we ever did was we saw paris in three hours and when i say we saw paris in three hours we were literally sprinting to see we saw eiffel tower the Lou, uh and then uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. You're just doing drive-bys. Literally drive-bys. Yeah. Like we were like exhausted. Yeah. And like, but that was the only way. Like, mm -hmm. and we were literally sprinting, jumping in cabs, jumping in subways or whatever. And like, it was cool. I didn't enjoy any of it. Yeah. You, can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Can't and, just taking in. Yeah. And so, and the the few times where I actually got to, like, and people want to ask, like, you know, obviously people are like, oh, where's your favorite place you've ever been? Mm -hmm. The places that have been my favorite are the places where I actually got to chill or someone local showed me around and showed me like why that why this is important because the other thing too like i've been to cool places i've seen things and then like i either find out later like oh this is where this happened yeah and i like in the moment i'm just like this looks like it's probably something i don't know what it is i don't have time so like you can just keep so what's your first spot you've been to uh i really like vienna okay and it's because both times have been well we've been there a couple times but uh two of the times uh i had friends that show me around mm-hmm and then I really like Barcelona, same thing. So friends, sick. friends took me around, showed me, um, showed me around. So like those were like some of my favorite places because I got to like really, even though kind of short short amount of time, but I got to like experience yeah. a lot of it. But I will say that Australia. So okay, so Australian for me, Australia and Europe are different. Europe, it's um, a lot of places are super historic, right? So mm -hmm. it's like you can be anywhere and like yeah. at least, you know, oh that building is like this old and yeah. older than our country yeah older than our country Dude, stuff yeah. you know and there's there's like a lot of that so i feel like it is easier to like at least experience some stuff in a short amount of time because pretty much any anywhere you go there is at least something kind of cool or significant yeah. a place like australia it's it's more of like uh it's more like scenic mm. because like there's a lot of everything's coastal one and so it's just kind of like you know beaches which i love i love beaches and then um <laughs> love them and then um i don't know just like certain Mike, you uh, don't have to lie to people <laughs> certain uh you know and then there's and then obviously like the bigger cities like sydney has like the opera house and things like that but um it's more i, I felt like australia was more just like just kind of taking in like how pretty some of the places are rather than like what like the historical significance is for a lot of the places but i don't know i've I I agree with whoever told you like just go on your own. Yeah. You'll enjoy it way more. I've, yeah, def I hundred <laughs> percent. And that's how I am. Like when I talk about traveling now, it's always based off of like, well, what's happened there? Mm. Like, what do I know from my history books? 
that you know that will draw me mm. to those places so like like switzerland or belgium i'm like i i don't know anything about that. you know i went to belgium and it was mm. just kind of like this is cool yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. it was cool to like be there but mm. it's just like we don't know anything but like you go to like london you go to paris and you're just like holy shit that's the art to triumph that's kind of like world yeah. war ii you know oh, so yeah, like yeah. the whole like that whole street you know hitler did his whole like march mm-hmm. or other crap and it's just like a trip like to like be in those like little areas with like monumental historical events that happen mm-hmm. or you go by the um the eiffel tower you know there's always that picture that floats around of a guy standing i guess like it's like a before and after but, like mm-hmm. hitler standing and like he's standing there in the same spot but it's just like it's just like stuff like that is what fascinates me mm-hmm. i've always been drawn to like world war ii i've only ever liked history even in high school it was like i was just so drawn to like history for some reason so if I go traveling anywhere, it's always like, well, what happened here? Like, I don't know. It's just always been like that. Like, um, like Charleston. That's like my mm-hmm. favorite U.S. city to go to because it, it's just so historical in such like a small area. Mm-hmm. Like you could just get on a, you could rent a bike or at the, or what I did, I had a Razor scooter and I could just scoot around <laughs> all over the place and hit all the spots, you know, people like, oh, like George Washington's day at this mm-hmm. place on battery area I don't know whatever the fuck it's called mm. but like like stuff like that is like is where I'm always drawn to but that, you know I always make time to do all that otherwise I'd be like stuck in a van with all the bands I was on tour with because they didn't like doing shit dude I, I appreciate I, at the time I probably didn't and I, so looking back and I'm, I'm a little more thankful that Christian to his best efforts was big on like let's go see this mm. yeah like um like he was the one that orchestrated uh like when we were in um uh when we went to go see like uh like Stonehenge yeah like he he was the one who was just like dude it's only like fifteen bucks like let's go whatever it was and I remember thinking like I should probably go see this yeah. like I think it also depends on who's routing you also like who's who's that's true you know routing you through the different venues different cities that you're yeah. in because if it's somebody who understands that like you guys are tourists. Like this yeah. shit, this place that we've never been to, then they can kind of set it up to where you have an opportunity versus somebody that's like, nah, fuck that. You're going to have like six hour drives, you yeah, know, and like yeah. long ass, you know, stretches of road of nothing. Then you're like, oh, fuck yeah. that. But, and so, and, and with that, you know, we, we would try to like leave, you know, at night, which is kind of a bummer, but it's like, well, then you get to where you're at early yeah. and you get to see oh. stuff. And like, as we're talking about it now, like a lot of my favorite stops were more like places I would never like every time I was like, dude, what Carlsbad caverns. <laughs> awesome. It was so cool. Sick. It was a rad yeah. experience. Um, you know, stopping like, uh, and like, uh, like, uh, Yellowstone, like yeah. places like that. Like, so like, I didn't think I'd appreciate like nature things, mm-hmm. you know, even, uh, Niagara, Niagara falls from both sides, mm-hmm. you know, that that's like so, just cool so to see. Cool, yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of like the, I feel like a lot of the man-made things were always such a disappointment. Yeah. First time I saw Mount Rushmore, I was just like, "Yeah, and that wasn't." I, see, I thought, I thought it was just so cool because it was just like you, you learn, you see yeah. this, the history, all the cool. books, and it's just like I know, like even like its grounds, right? That it's built on mm-hmm. It's like it's so shitty yeah. that we that, that the United States allowed it to happen. Yeah, but it's just like it's still just like. Like, that's fucking cool because I've seen this 
my entire life. Yeah. But I think for me in my mind, and this is, I guess my own thing should have known that it, it wasn't like this massive thing. I thought it was like, I mean, I'm sure if you walk up to that's it huge. and you're close to that's it, it's huge. huge. But like from where you see it, I'm like, that's it. It's like, like this big. It's yeah. like, and then, uh, it's and like then, the Mona Lisa. Yeah. It's not oh, as yeah, it's impressive like, <laughs> as yeah. yeah. Uh, freaking Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. I was like, is that it right there? Like we were going on a boat, like right next to it. And it's like, it's like the platform it's on is almost taller oh, than the actual thing. Staten Island Ferry? We went, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's so small. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we were, we were just there last week or two weeks ago mm-hmm. with the kids. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. Like, my, my, my daughter calls it the Liberty Statue. Huh. And so it's, <laughs> she's called it that for like a couple of years or about a year now or something. She learned about it in school and she came home and was like, oh, the Liberty Statue, Liberty Statue. And so when we went there, we finally showed her and she was like, oh, that's cool. Anyway, like. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. Yeah. Empire State Building was pretty impressive, but also I guess like I got to stand next to it. Yeah. And like, so this time, this time I went to New York. I I try to go to Empire State Building, and I try selling my wife on it through my daughter, telling mm-hmm. my daughter like, "Yo, a big monkey climbed a building out here." <laughs> and look at the picture, you know. My mm-hmm. and my daughter would not let it go. She's like, "Can I see the picture of the monkey on the building?" Like, for like for like the I don't know the entire evening. Mm-hmm. Let me see the picture. Let me see the picture. And I was like, "We could go see it. We could go yeah. see it." But um, I had worn them out because me being the music fan, I was like, I got to go see CBGB oh, yeah. and I got to go see A7 Club. So I went to those two spots and made them walk <laughs> and did all that. So by the time we got back to the hotel, there was like, we're like, that's it. We're done. Let's see it. Burn us out. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to see it because I went to CBGB in 2002. Saw Coach 7, Hopes Fall there. Um, and um, so I was just like, I've always just wanted to return to see what the building looked like now. And it looks pretty sick. They kept like a lot of flyers on the wall still. The original air vents and um, the walls they said are, pre- are still original, which they look original because they're still like destroyed. But um, they're just grimy. Oh yeah, dude. Did yeah. you just see the floor? The floor was like it was like all like caving in on itself. Yeah. Like when when I w- walked in there, I'm like, oh my god, like yeah. it's not even safe in here. But <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just cool, you know, because like, I love like dead boys and like learning about you know the i don't know the beginning stages of punk or whatever and just being in that room even at the time until i remember just being like like awestruck by it yeah so, i don't know i remember seeing like josh uh, gravel or whatever from trusco records he was like in a corner and i was like oh my god like, that's josh <laughs> he released, he's in the well he released 18 visions and like just being all like starstruck by him yeah, you know? yeah. but i don't know it's like 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 i still could like vividly like picture that whole evening of just Dude, being inside there. I've been to New York so many times. I've never been there. <laughs> I've driven by it, but man, I've never. God, like, I did. God is yeah, stuff, man. It's like it's just, just like I mean, so like for you, like I don't know. Are you a fan of punk at all, or uh, more recently ever since oh, I was yeah, yeah, them? But I wasn't like, like yeah, an old like, school. Like, yeah, yeah. I would imagine like you would make it like like I did. I was like yeah. like I mean I told my wife like yo, you, will we eat pizza here? But I'm gonna walk a couple blocks down here to see CBGB and A7 because we're like. We're like, here. We're, yeah, yeah, we're like 15 minutes, whatever. Because it's, it's pretty out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going um, where we were staying, but there's like a, the subway we're taking, like the one or something like that. And it's like the total opposite side, like CBG and all that. And um, I don't know how I was able to like get so far <laughs> east side. Yeah. But I did. And it was like, I wasn't going to. I wasn't gonna let them make me pass up the chance right. to see it. You will not take this from me. Oh uh, no, hell no, dude. I don't give and, a shit if you're my family or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like I had to. This is yeah, and I saw like 
um, there's like a Bad Brains mural that was being painted at the time, and they just unveiled it or unveil or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yesterday or the day before or whatever, I saw a picture of it, and Shepard Fairey was painting it, and I was there when he was fucking doing it. I'm like, Dude, Holy shit. that's sick. I was like, I couldn't met Shepard Fairey. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> Dude, that's that's cool, man. It's 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 like refreshing to see somebody who just has a genuine love of this shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just, uh, overall, Dude, I'm fucking I'm a lifer. Like, yeah, it's like no matter how hard I've tried to like, not I, I remember like I don't know when I was twenty one, twenty two. I was like, okay, I'm fucking done. Like, like I, I was like the girl I was dating at the time. She, her like parents and everything were like, oh, he doesn't take this serious enough. And like, and I, so I decided to like stop touring because at that time I was with Suicide Silence, Stick to Your Guns, Abigail Williams, and I was kind of going back to back to back or something. Right. And um, I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, like that's it. Like I gotta get like big. I gotta be a big boy. I gotta be, get a big boy. Job, and uh, and I tried, man. But it was like one show came up. I don't know what show it was, but it was like one of those ones. I like, I can't miss it. And then it, it just sucks you right back in. Yeah. You know? So that's that's like, I'm just I'm just a lifer with it. It's like I can't stop going. Like and again, it's, my, it's just my dad. You yeah. know, just he just drilled this passion for music into us. And it's just like I don't know, can't escape it. Yeah, it's got it's got its hold on me forever. <laughs> Dude, that's all it takes, man. All it takes is one like one good show, just one one time being around everybody. Yeah. We're like, fuck, I'm back. Yeah, because I, I I walked away for a long time. I walked away like yeah. for there was a time period when I was in Creative Void where I was dating this girl that I thought, hey, there's a future here, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, I remember she had had like this vacation booked um, to Italy. And I was broke. I didn't, I couldn't go to Italy. I couldn't afford to go to Italy. And she was like, I'll pay for it. I'll take care of it. Just come with me. And I was like, okay. And then so like as she's getting ready to buy the tickets, I get this call from Jake. And he's like, hey, we, we have a potential run with Suicide Silence. I go, I can't go on the, I can't go on vacation. She's like, what do you mean you can't go on vacation? I was like, I can't go on vacation. Like this, if this pans out, this is huge for us. Yeah. And she's like, it became this big fight. And I just remember thinking like, I can't be in this relationship anymore. Like I can't, I, and I was like, we're go, we're, we're in completely different headspaces, you know, whatever. I remember breaking up and it was like a big deal when we broke up. So we'd been together for so long. Everybody had known us together. Like even Mike knew back then. Yeah. And, uh, Mike. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, when we when after we broke up, like the tour didn't happen. I ended up doing warp tour 2010, mm-hmm. uh, with Atticus. So I was still going to be gone. I was still going to be on the road. And it was just like this whole like, like after that and then after everything, we come home and then it was like, oh, maybe I should do this whole real life thing. Like for real. And and that at that point in time, it was like, oh, but you kind of fucked up everything that you had <laughs> in real life. So now you got to pick up the pieces and figure it out. So after like after Creative Wood, I walked away for a little bit. I like I did side projects and like the hip hop stuff and all just to keep busy. Yeah. But it was never like. You know, I, I just and I stopped going to shows. I stopped like I would still listen to music, but I wouldn't. I would only only go if they were playing. Yeah, and then still like that, huh? Still like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I only see you. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> um, but it it really just like depends. And then and then I forget what what show I went to, and I was like, oh fuck, I kind of missed this. I, I remember like I missed the feeling of being at these it was like rock wasn't it like the Rockefeller shows or I, it was before that it was before that Rockefeller changed your life 
Woo. No, yeah. No, it didn't change. It just brought, it was kind of like. The Rockefeller show did bring us back in, though. Yeah. Well, for, uh, so for me, it's like. Was that the one we did with you guys? No, it was before no. that. Because okay. we, we'd gone to see, see some friends that were playing. Yeah. And, uh, and like, I remember just being there and then, like, finding out, like, where this, where's this band from? I'm like, oh, they're IE. I'm like, like Riverside? They're like, yeah, these band, bands from Riverside. I was like, oh, fuck. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. And, like, being there and being like, I don't know any of these bands. Mm-hmm. And then realizing, like, I'm... I am so removed. I don't. I don't know the scene. Yeah, and these are all bands from the IE. I don't know who any of them are. Like, and that's not a knock to them. That's me. Like, yeah. And so I feel like we did a pretty good job starting to go back to shows and like, <laughs> yeah, you know, starting to show up to things randomly. Just, yeah. I wouldn't commit to anything, but I'd be like, okay, I'm free tonight. Let's go. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Like, we'll see. Yeah, and that's the one thing like I never wanted to do was like, like even like when when Darson was torn full time. Like we were still well, me anyway. I was still always at a show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never lost that, you know, the love for it. Regardless if I was doing it every day yeah. or yeah. whatever, it's like I just, I always try to keep my ear to the ground with a lot of the bands. But there, I mean, there were some bands, you know, that I, I saw at Rockefellers where I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> where the hell? Did these guys come from right you know? yeah. and it's like it's just one of those things like no matter how you know low to the ground you are it's like mm-hmm. there's always so many fucking bands there's always yeah. so many bands but um and kids are just getting better and better at yeah. what they're doing dude it's fucking insane like these kids are shredding and these yeah. like there's other kids doing shit with their voice that i'm like the fuck like yeah. i haven't it, it's funny when i talk to a lot of these kids now because a lot of them they're gateway to like hardcore or at least this world of metalcore whatever was like suicide silence yeah you know and it's just like so you guys are lucky like yeah you guys had heavy like right out of the game yeah right out of the game you know like for <laughs> us i mean it took like a slow build of like for me it was like hate breed you know like the, under the night pp <laughs> was like holy fuck but then it was like then bleeding through portrait of a goddess mm-hmm. chimeras this present darkness like those ones were just like holy fuck now this is fucking heavy you know yeah but it took so well. Then, then suicide with bludgeon to death. It would, like just blew my fucking that mind. Just fucked up everything <laughs> yeah. for everyone. Dude, I remember I like, when Mitch, Mitch was coming to my house, right? Like, like just constantly hyping me up about. It. Oh, you gotta hear this song. You gotta hear this song because he would always come to my house to add um, on MySpace. 
He'd, yeah. he'd add people on MySpace. <laughs> and he'd just sit on my computer for like an hour until it basically stopped you from adding people. Yeah. He would just go there and keep adding, adding. But the whole time he was like, we would come up with like concept, like al- um, album cover concepts for them and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But he would kept telling me like, oh, you got to hear the song we're working on. Like, it's it's so good. It's so heavy. Nah, nah, nah. And I was like, well, let me let me go to a project and check it out. Yeah. And mind you, I was like, like, sort of like managing and booking them. But he was just like gung-ho. I'm like, no, no, you you got to hear it when we when we play it. Yeah. And they play that showcase and it's just like worth the wait. Just so he knew. He knew, he knew <laughs> you needed way. to see it live, yeah. you know. I, my interactions with Mitch were always like outside of shows and stuff. Like I used to get tattooed by John yeah. Montgomery uh, and I would like over on D Street in the fucking mm-hmm. hood yeah, and I would see Mitch there. Kids. Yeah. And um and then, you know, it was always just kind of like pretty sparse. Like I I don't think I ever once was like, "Hey, I play in a band too." Thing, you know, I was just always like, "Oh, sick, dude." Um, he was always super sweet to me, yeah. super nice guy. And he's the reason why he even got tattooed at all. Yeah, because he kept he kept calling me like a sissy, you know, <laughs> like the whole time, like like because he did get like tattooed and I like I slap him and shit, you know. Yeah, I did that whole thing and so he just kept making fun of me and all this shit. Then this one time he he had set up an appointment with John and when he told me you're getting tattooed, today. I was like, okay, well I don't know what I want. I came here not yeah. expecting a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Mitch had like drug free tattooed on his uh, shin or whatever, and like in wood X's or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically what he told me to get. But he said, but have straight edge instead. So this was the first one that I got. It was mm-hmm. off Mitch's idea. And then from there, I was like, well, now it looks stupid. Yeah, now, now I gotta just, fill up the rest. Yeah, of the now space. it's just one thing. And so yeah, that's that. Like, oh yeah, you know. But he like he set me up to like ruin my life with tattoos. <laughs> it's crazy that he like uh, there were so many people that I I've met and talked to over the years that were like. Oh, I saw Mitch Mitch's tattoos, and I wanted to get yeah, tattoos. Yeah, he had lot. such sick Dude, ass. I get like, people now still. Hey, what are those black boxes on his fingers for? And it's like they're, they're cover ups. Yeah. Oh, well, wait, what? I, so I thought the, they were sick with just black boxes. No, no. He, had, he had forever tattooed on his knuckles, and then he sold out and he covered them up. Yeah. It's like that's it. Like it's, just, there's like, not a huge not, story. Like, yeah. yeah, he doesn't like he didn't like black them out just to have cool black boxes like. <laughs> He had a, essentially a straightish tattoo, but um, that's funny. I did not know that, and that was a question of mine. So really, yeah, 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 yeah. it said forks. We it was forks ever. So F O R X and then ever on the side. Oh yeah, but yeah. I was, just I remember just thinking like that was the first time I'd seen dude stomp on stage like that. His stomps were so and because he was so tall and lanky yeah. and shit, so his foot was like fucking up here before he was yeah and he'd always done it even in dying dreams and um i seen his first band too break away at a skating rink and he just always had it yeah like, it's and it's funny because like when when i had met him i didn't have like this like i don't know this god complex with him it was right. just like to me he was just like a goofy kid yeah you know he like like other people had always told me like oh like that guy looks so cool and no 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 but i never seen it like mm-hmm. to me it was just he was just like a regular dude that like we just hung out all the time like for me it was, it was eric gregson from death star okay yeah he was like the dude like yeah he was like i guess my <laughs> mitch to yeah. these kids you know <laughs> i thought that i thought he was like the cool hardcore looking dude but um but yeah with mitch it was like i, I never i never saw that god complex out of him like everyone else does but i always can recognize his presence on stage yeah. that like going from like hanging out in my bedroom and then him on stage was like night and day. Yeah, it's like you had this like really soft. He was, he was real soft spoken mm-hmm. off stage. Like he was funny, like very. 
I, I, I like to tell him when I hang out with his dad, we always talk about it. But like that song he wrote, "You Only Live Once," it's like if there was anybody to write a song like that, it would be Mitch because Mitch was like that. Like anything bad that we had done in our friend group mm-hmm. was because of Mitch. <laughs> Mitch was like a mastermind of like, let's go do this. I'm not gonna incriminate myself and like tell you what. Yeah, that. but he would. <laughs> we should go try this we should try that let's see what happens you know mm-hmm. and we would just do all this shit off of his ideas of like just exp- let's just experience it you know yeah. like let's see how, how see what happens yeah see what, and that's how, how he always was and and he never lost it like he was just always very much of like you really do just have this one life you, you gotta just live yeah. it up you know and mm-hmm. I'm happy knowing you know that you know even though he died like he you know he got to do everything. He did. Yeah. He Dude, did everything. The up last conversation. Point, yeah. I, well, I want to say the last conversation. We did have a conversation on a when I was on tour with Thrash and Burn. We met up. Uh, they did a. I think they were doing Mayhem, and they had an off day. And I was I was with Abigail Williams on a Parkway Drive, Darkest Hour, Thrash and Burn. I forget what year, but they played a show with us in New York, and uh, me and Mitch had like a whole like heart to heart conversation, just basically talking about like like how wild is it? Yeah. How, like we like went from like high school kids yeah and like we're hanging out in upstate new york you know yeah. like like in a tour bus and on, we, on their tour bus and we didn't come here together we met here doing yeah. different shit yeah you know, you know it's it, i mean we had always um tripped out on like our lives how they like realistically the way we were as kids it's like we should have been in jail yeah like especially him like i mean he, he had already been arrested a couple times yeah so, you know, if there was anyone that, you know, you thought would like really die early, it probably would have been him. Not in the way he went out, you know, mm-hmm. in reality, but like, you know, you would just think that, um, I don't know. He just lived, he really did live life to fullest and then he kind of like brought a lot of us all along for that yeah. ride and it's just like, it's crazy. We, we talk about it now with all our friends, it's just like... Man, we should have all like been dead or in yeah. jail, you know? Like, like how crazy <laughs> how is that? How the fuck did we survive yeah. all of this? That's sick, though, man. Yeah. Is... My my uh, I, a moment I guess all like the sticks with me is seeing uh, knowing that Suicide Times was gonna play Warp Tour and we were in Arizona, and like in my mind, like I knew they were doing like really well, but I just in my mind they're it's Riverside, like they're it's IE, so like how how big is it be? And like standing. Like where, just where I was standing, and I was like standing like at a, at a point where like, thinking in my mind like, dang, I hope I hope people like I hope people come out and see them. Yeah. And I was like, you know, good distance, and then like you know, people started coming in. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool, dude. And then like by the time I started playing, it was fucking packed. And that was the first time it hit me. I was like, dude, they're, oh, like oh yeah, they're like yeah. a fucking big ass band now. And it was Arizona, and it was like as far as you could see, everyone was there to see them. And I was just like, that's insane it's crazy we were i remember going to arizona with them on um the train killer tour and her destruction had headlined that night they like were doing a run or whatever and they hopped on last minute it was like destruction suicide uh sworn enemy as blood runs black and t pure to die or something like that and um it was sad because like suicide played and then i think like 20 people stuck around for destruction and to me i was like and i grew up on destruction and you know my dad and i was just like oh my god like this is like this is a legendary metal band and no one's here like but like yeah it's it's like it's crazy seeing the explosion with suicide Mm. like being a part of that whole like beginning of that 
um, deathcore wave. Mm. I, I remember being at those meetings when they got signed. I was there when they got signed. They took us out to dinner and everything. And um, uh, we were talking about like a rollout plan. And we were, I remember telling, um, I think at the time the student, his name was Joe, telling him like, oh, like whatever job for a cowboy got going with Metal Blade, we need that with suicide. And he was like, we got it. We got it. And so like, we'd go to like on tour or whatever, we'd go to like hot topic and like job for Cowboy always had like these, like these clear decals of like album coming or whatever, mm-hmm. or, um, I think Genesis maybe, I don't know, whatever. But, um, then I, I take a picture and send it to Joe and be like, this is what they need, you know? And, they, and like, they got none of it. And uh. the fact that it's still, even with all, all that heavy promotion that Joffrey Cowboy got, they still were the top selling Century Media band. I don't I don't know if they still are. Or I doubt at this point, but I mean, the amount of albums they sold for the cleansing was just like, like how insane! Like that it was all like organic marketing because mm-hmm. they never they just kept touring, and they just I don't know outsold. I think at the time it was Arch Enemy was like their highest selling artist at the time, and they outsold them. Dude, so it was just like crazy. Just, just a bunch of, bunch of kids yeah, for the yeah, we, yeah, we were playing like, you know, Bound of Blood or whatever, you know, it's like, it's like they went from not being able to play shows. Yeah. Until I came in the picture with them and like, really was like, yo, like, like we got, if we're playing, Suicide Silence is playing with us. Wasn't it you that, that kind of convinced Joe to give them a yeah. chance at show? And I forgot, too? I forgot what show it was that I was trying to get them on, but Joe was always telling me like, oh no, like they need to be on metal shows. And then he's like, but they're too hardcore. They don't look metal, <laughs> you know, but they're too metal for hardcore, you know? Like, yeah. And so we go back so we go back and forth, back and forth. And so I was like, okay, I'll book, I'll book the show, but it's going to be Suicide and Bound and Blood. And he goes, he goes, if you want to book it, fine. But like, I, he goes, I have no place for them otherwise on right. a show or whatever. <laughs> and so crazy. Yeah. And so I would book all our shows and do, we were playing like barns and backyards like you know until we got showcased and then um and I, I remember another show i had to drag him on was a god forbid we did it was a god forbid the mistake remembering never oh, and i remember joe being like who can we get open to this show and i go so we saw silence and he goes ah because like, <laughs> like i was just like dead set on like yeah didn't get like, it I, you know i mean it's because of mitch you know like yeah it's like i mean i again i didn't i always liked suicide silence i didn't no, at the time that it was just, it was gonna be what it, it was. was yeah it was to just me, the homies it was just yeah it was just one of my best friends I'm gonna help him as much as I can and yeah I mean and, and he paid it back you know when um they did uh, spreading the disease I think in 2007 or something like that he was like they it was like I'll shop Parish oblige us uh the suicide I don't know but they headlined and Mitch was like. Bound and Blood's doing it. And, and dude, I had lost my voice already mm-hmm. because the Jay Chappelle skit, the, the <laughs> was like the cool thing to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so everybody so, dude, you me, me and Eddie from Marshall Parish, we kept fucking doing that every night. Bia! Bia! <laughs> like, and dude, like my voice was so shot from doing that. Like for like, I don't know, like I think at that point it was like two and a half weeks from shit, like doing that every day. And then we play the show. My voice is like so exhausted, just from trying to just, just try to scream. Like no power at all. But that show is still fun. Yeah. And like it's like the one show too that um, Mark in the Dark, the guy who did the lights at Showcase, mm-hmm. he recorded from the the corner, like the balcony corner, and you see my dad, 
dude and it's, the video is awesome like the mm-hmm. video quality is shitty mm-hmm. but like when the song kicks in you hear the whole all showcase singing the song and you see my dad just fucking run over and just like just run through kids trying to be a part oh, of you know yeah. of, of the the chaos and uh it's, it's a cool it's a cool video that's but, so uh, cool but yeah mitch was like like our, our return home show i want bound of blood on it i'm like let's do it yeah, yeah. So they, it that's, they finally get to headline over us <laughs> yeah. yeah what a good time hey, when, when did bound of blood start so uh i was the third singers i think they started in 2000 and then I joined in 2002. And then, um, yeah, it, they started off as a Christian band. Okay. And then I don't know what happened somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere <laughs> even before me, right? They like something happened where like they were all like pissed off about something. And the singer was like, okay, like fuck everybody and like whatever. And uh, but Mike Milford from Scars. Mm-hmm. Told the band, I had just like a little guest spot or whatever at showcase with them. And Milford told the band, You guys need to get rid of Brad and get Gabe in the band because he has more energy and like all the shit. Something like that. I don't know, paraphrasing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, so they got me in the band. And then I was like, If I'm going to do this, we're all straight edge. So we're just going to be like a super fucking straight edge band. And I just went out on a quest. <laughs> Oh, every song has to be a straight edge mm-hmm. song, and yeah, just uh, I think I think I got like nine or something like that, and then there, there's one that wasn't, or maybe two, but those weren't my songs. Those were the previous dude's songs, but yeah, that was I can't listen to that album though, so it's not good. Dude, Mike Mike <laughs> Milford is he still booking shows? I I last thing I knew was he was doing uh, Stay Sick or. Stay sick recordings or artery recordings or I, yeah I thought he was maybe it was artery I thought he was like doing a bunch of shit and then I just I haven't heard that name in yeah. years yeah I think he's still I think I want to say he's still doing stuff with like the Attila mm-hmm. camp or whatever mm. but I have no idea I haven't seen him in years or yeah nor have I spoken to him in years crazy yeah I've been in this game a long time I know I know it's just like a, a lot of a lot of stories and memories of too much i mean a lot of it just blurred yeah you know, a lot of it's just a blur to me and i don't know it's just i think i think working at showcase kind of like sped up you know or really washed out a lot of like other memories that could have been cool but and touring too i don't know if you deal with that I feel like touring really messes with your memory bank. Yeah. Where it's like you just can't remember anything. The I never thought I never thought I'd be like the guy who would forget like, oh shit, we toured with them? What tour was that? Was that? Mm-hmm. Or like Or what happened yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well okay, so this is something that uh I remember especially during the so during during uh during like the pandemic, I started to do Instagram lives and I was it was like I'm making a point to bring on MBR dudes and like mm-hmm. talk about their time in MBR, uh current and old. And um, one of the things that <laughs> became very clear to me was I was like, one we, of us is remembering this. We remember this differently. <laughs> we remember this differently. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't know if I'm the unreliable narrator, narrator or if it's the guys in my band, but like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I've always, I used to think I had like a pretty good memory for yeah. stuff. And like now I have a hard time when like, you know, like I, I, have, a, I have a box of like my laminates or whatever. Yeah. And like I was looking, I was like, fuck, what was that tour? 
was like, when was this? And then like, I don't know. I never thought I'd be that guy. Yeah. And so it's important for years to be on everything. Yeah, dude. Like I, I cannot stand now when I see flowers, especially the flowers I've collected. And I'm just, it's just like June 17th. I was like, wait, is it Saturday? Was it a Friday? Like, <laughs> yeah. like what? Like how am I, what's the date then? It's like, mm-hmm. I know it's somewhere, you know, this year, but what? So it's a, it's, I always make it a point now, it's like 2023 or whatever year it is. I mm-hmm. always try to put it on something like that's smart. I'll, yeah. I'll put like in a little corner small or whatever, but it's like, I cannot stand that now. Friday, June 26, 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Always has to date, full day, everything. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, uh, you know, in 20, 30 years from now, it's just like, if there's, you know, there's going to be other archivists yeah. out there coming up or whatever, you know. I mean, they're they're out there, they were out there before me, and they're going to mm-hmm. be out there after me. And it's just like, you know, if they're going to stumble on all this shit, like, or if yeah. they're collecting today, you know, I'm making it easy for them to like. Someone's gonna come up in that garage sale uh, at, yeah. at the house yeah. and be like, "Damn, what's all this shit?" Yeah. You know? yeah. <clears throat> so I don't. I can't remember if we've talked about this. What was your take on the showcase documentary, or did you see it? Yeah, I seen it. Um, so I told Logan because I, I talked to Logan mm-hmm. pretty often about it, and I, it ends too much. Like I feel like there's like three different endings to it, and it like like it'll end to, for me. It'll end, and then it'll kick back in for like another half hour. Then it'll end, and it'll come back, and like, <laughs> oh my goodness, like, like, you know. So I don't know. I mean, for what it was, I liked it because I I felt like you know I was a part of like the, I went to the punk shows, I went to the right. harbor shows, but like when I talked to friends about it, they're like, ah oh, man, they didn't showcase the punk scene enough or. You know, and it's just like, well, the dude's a hardcore kid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. his brother was in Final Burden. Like, of course, yeah. like, <laughs> like he's gonna focus more on the hardcore thing. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's just one of those things that I don't know. I like, guess you can never make anyone truly happy because no. the showcase was so different for everybody. Yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. went to different mm-hmm. shows that were iconic for them. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, they're gonna piss off everybody because there's, there's like zero rockabilly in it. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. It, I mean, I mean, there was a lot of good psychobilly bands like hit there all the black metal bands that hit there but like none of it's in it. i mean they have like little like montage of like of it all <laughs> yeah but uh some flyers here yeah. And there. Yeah, yeah yeah but yeah i mean it's like how are you supposed to you know show what 95 they got there mm-hmm. to 2008 like you can't squeeze all that yeah it's, history in it needs an to be hour, a series hours. it can't yeah. be like a yeah like, you, like year by year kind yeah. of thing almost but I mean, for what it was, it, I was I was happy. I'm just happy that someone did something yeah. at all. Yeah, you know? that's, that's, that's uh, I, I kind of lean towards that too. Yeah. Just... And and it's gonna get released. A lot of people like him. Yeah, well, when's it gonna get released? And no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're gonna release it to the public. It's just a lot of the copyright, the music that was used in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the artists and labels were like, nah. Like, yeah, not happening. Yeah, yeah. So if that, that's I, the whole. If thing. I was a big one of those, I'm I don't know. I don't yeah. know, but I know that he, uh, Logan, had hit me up for a backside con- uh, contact, and I got him to, I got him a hold of, in touch with Steve, and Steve signed off for backside. Oh yeah. So he was like, yeah, like, like you gotta <laughs> get backside. Backside. backside like, is yeah. He was like, they're like the house band yeah. for so long, <laughs> dude. I, I, I've there's a couple there's a couple bands of like, like, uh, I've seen this band so many times. Never on purpose, you know, or never trying to. I think Backside has got to be the band for that. Where I, I never like, 
I've never, and not a knock them because like eventually I became a fan of theirs. Obviously, like mm-hmm. I saw them so many times, but I never paid to see Backside. It just it was always like sick. Backside's on this show. Yeah. Like, anyway, like I, because I was a huge Falling Sickness fan and Voodoo, yeah. and they were always all playing together. Yeah. So yeah, Falling Sickness it was that's my brother's like before at the drive-in like Omar Rodriguez or whatever before Omar came into the picture, Fritz was like everything. It was like the guitar god. Yeah. To my brother, them and uh, he's the guitar player for Strung Out. Still so unique, their yeah. style. Like I, I go, I'll go back and listen, and I'm, I'm just like, yeah, this is obviously their ska and it's punk, but it has elements of it. It's, it's still so unique to me. I don't yeah. think anyone sounds like Falling Sickness. Yeah, I feel like them and Assorted Jelly Beans were just like on their own trip yeah. of like what they were doing, because everybody else like had like you know. Real Big Fish, Jeffrey's Fan Club, mm-hmm. Little Pressure. They all had like that same like third way Scots, yeah. you know, niche like formula. But then you got like sort of jelly beans. And the point sickness and you're like, like what is it? Yeah, because it's not it's not like you, you try to put them in the camp of like Scott Punk. Like it's not less than Jake. Yeah. It's harder than it's, that. And it's not Suicide Machines. Right. Like or Link 80 even, you yeah. know. It's it's just, it's like in its own lane of how, how creative and out of the box they wrote their songs mm-hmm. i mean sword jelly beans is three piece That's and that dude yeah. was like i don't know if you like listen to sword yeah. jelly beans but like i mean the dude like the way he noodles notes and stuff is just like how's he doing that life <laughs> like it's insane i mean i seen him last time i seen him it was a pretty rough performance but <laughs> I, I i recorded the whole set and i won't release it i feel bad yeah respect, like i love dude. them too much to like tarnish their legacy right. and it's pretty bad i'm not gonna lie i went through a phase where i was kind of a little bit of a hater just because you know falling sickness had ripper side and then mm. i started telling me wicker side and uh and uh, like i have i actually have a family tied to falling sickness mm. they're actually so they're they are like a huge reason why i even thought music was even obtainable to even do mm-hmm. because up until then like anyone in a band was or just bands i just felt like I don't know where these people were are born and raised from, but I never, I'd never known anyone to do music in that in that way. And then to see Falling Sickness and to know that like our grandmas are related in some weird way. So I've seen them at like family things. It's like yeah. Gabe and and his brother and his brother's band and stuff too. But like seeing them and I th- I I always thought they were you know being biased I guess, but like I thought they were incredible. And then to be like, dude, I, like I know that guy. Like if I. Like he's a real person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not just some dude in a band that I randomly see. Yeah. It just made music like obtainable for me, yeah. and that was like I think for me like a huge, like a uh, force to like to want to do music. Yeah, that's so funny because my my brother's that same way with Falling Sickness too. It was just like he saw Fritz playing. He's like, I want to play guitar too. Like I want to play guitar like that. Yeah, I saw Fritz playing. I was like, I'll never play guitar like that. <laughs> but I want to play guitar. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Even now, dude, I still, I still, I try to get that that sound if if I'm fucking around on guitar, and I'm just like, I give up really quick. It's quickly. funny with guards and pursuits. I saw he can't do it. Dude. He can't do the little like. The but he little, can like, do freaking everything else. Yeah. yeah, he can do the the the, the, the up the upstroke the up picking. He can't do it. It's so dude, funny. Like it, yeah, like you know, they're not even that. They're just everything was just so fucking fast. Yeah, too. And Man, it's, it's like it's like it's constant. I like I don't know. I can't constantly palm you like letting go. Like mm. you can't do it. My, one of my funny stories is like, I remember, uh, my, you know, there's been a couple times where my parents like were kind of checked me on the music I was listening to. Sucks. And so my mom came in my mom. <laughs> yeah, I know. Our, our experiences are very different. <laughs> very different. <laughs> 
but uh, I remember my mom had like gone through. Uh, I you know I probably left CDs out, and so she went through and she like read the lyrics. Of course, she finds "Falling Sickness" and she's reading mm-hmm. it, and she's like, "Hmm, do you understand these lyrics, Michael? Just did a line that can't go to sleep. You know, my, what is it? Mine, heart's beating fast, body's feeling weak. <laughs> Three weeks I've been up all night, so high. Well, I don't know, like basically cocaine, like talking about yeah. shit, cocaine. And I'm like in seventh grade or so, whatever, and I'm like." I don't know. I really like this band. I like the music. I don't know. I don't know what the lyrics are. She's like, it's about drugs. I was like, sick. <laughs> I feel like, do you, like when you, do you remember being a kid and, and hearing those songs, but did you really give a shit? No. Like no. you didn't, they didn't make you want to go out and do cocaine. No. You just, there was a song, that song, cocaine. Yeah. You know, like, but uh, fucking Eric Clapton. Yeah, yeah. 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 And just like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And my response was like, I don't know, mom. Listen to to that song under the boardwalk, like talk about having sex under the boardwalk. I don't know. Like, what about your songs, mom? Like, yeah. <laughs> like throwing shit back at her. It's the delivery. It's the delivery. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A lot of like, like my dad never cared. Like, I'd be like in my room when I was like learning to like scream or whatever. I'd listen to like uh, War Zones, uh, Fight for Justice album, and like right out the gate. Like, who the fuck do you think you are, man? And it's just like, I'd be in there, like, screaming, who the fuck do you think? You know? And my dad would not say anything. Like, yeah. at all. Like, he's all like, he's like, yeah. Like, my you, boy. You, some my lungs, boy. you got some lungs going on, you know? Like, I don't know, you know, but like, he did not care. Like, my parents did not care about propaganda, you know? Uh, that Haley Selassie up your ass. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> you just listen to that shit all the time. Like, wait a minute, dad. Did you actually say freedom? Uh, yeah. Dumb enough to vote, you're fucking dumb enough to believe him. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, I, was, I used to recite that like in high school. Yeah, <laughs> that whole album though, it's just like, it's just layered with fucks yeah. all over the place, and it's like, man, my, my dad is just like, as long as you're not in trouble with the law, like, as long <laughs> as you're not in jail. Yeah, you know, and like, and I feel like a lot of parents don't even get that. With they don't understand that, you yeah. know, that like, kids could be doing anything, and they're gonna get, you know, especially up in the their time ass about fuck or shit. Yeah. Or, you know, or whatever, like about music, and just I don't know. To to my parents' credit, though, they were cool about me doing music when I was doing it. Like we used to practice in my garage, which drove them nuts. But I remember, like later on, my mom was like, "Well, at least I knew where you were at, mm-hmm. and like I knew you guys were there." And then I had actually an old, uh, like a family family friend, one of my friends' uh, brother, vouch for me at a party, and he like he like. He wasn't telling on me, and I think he was doing me a solid. And I remember it was in high school, and he he like told my he told my parents that uh, he's like, yeah, Mikey and his friends like showed up to see this band play at this party. Like it was a party. They saw the band play, and then when the band was done, they left. And that was my high school life. Like I didn't give a shit about partying. Yeah. I didn't drink in high school and do anything in high school. But anytime like a band was playing somewhere, like we'd go yeah. backyard parties. And as soon as the show was done or we no more bands, we'd bounce. Where'd you go to the backyard shows at? Like just anywhere we could in Riverside. Like okay. we went to like do you remember the band Dysentery? Yeah, I was gonna, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. If you ever saw Dysentery backyard, because I always seen them in backyards. Yeah. So I'm wondering if me and you probably, Dude, probably were yes. like in the same backyard at one point in time. <laughs> Not like, drinking, just yeah, being weird. Well, well, dude, <laughs> two I, well, different I, corners I, of the backyard. Well, dude, well, at that point, I was like, I was like, dude, I'm like high on ten yard fight. I'm like mm. so fucking edge. I'm at those parties like knocking beers out of people's hands and shit. You know. And um, and my brother used to get mad at me. He's like, he's like, like 
Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're gonna get me beat up because yeah. you're fucking. You're <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I'm like throwing all these beers on the ground. Like, if I see a, a can just sitting there, like someone sits down, I go smack it off the table and shit. You know, so like, I was, I was like so like edge, but like I was just, I, I was always at one of those parties. My brother played at a band called In Opposition. Did you yeah. remember? Yeah. yeah, that's my brother's Dude. band. <laughs> wow. So it's funny because I, I was, I was in a different. Cause I didn't get into hardcore until much, much later. And then bands that I saw that were hardcore, I didn't know. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it's like just punk with more screaming. But like for me, the way I saw drinking and all that. So for me, I was like, I felt like I was like so punk rock that I was just like, I was like, you guys aren't true punkers. Like you're not, you're like, you're too fucked up to enjoy what's going on. Yeah. I was like, you're not, uh, you're, I was like, this isn't like, that's not punk to me. That's like, yeah. you're, you're, you're using punk rock as a place to get fucked up. And like I if you weren't fucked up, you wouldn't be having fun. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, I thought or, that was lame. or they're in their supporting big business. Yeah, <laughs> like, Fuck dude, I, I remember, I remember the barn. I remember the barn on the first time. Like, I had like an older dude swing on me, mm-hmm. who was drunk, and I remember thinking, like, I saw the punch, like, telegraphed him all the way. I was like, <laughs> I was like dude, like the sickest dodge you've ever yeah, had. Yeah. But then also the first time getting punched by like a grown ass man, and I was like fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, but I, I just. I think the barn was also good for me in that sense too, because mm-hmm. I'd be like, I see dudes like trash, is like falling in the pit, and I'm like, don't pick that fucker up, dude, like yeah. kick him out. Like, uh. <laughs> I don't know. I it's funny. I think like we had like kind of similar mindsets, but different. Yeah. But yeah, and I'm like I'm sure we've been at the same, same. Uh, I'm sure we were at the same backyard parties yeah. or fucking garages. Like. Yeah. We always went to backyard shows and um and then the barn. Especially like in the late nineties, was mm-hmm. backyards and the barn. Yeah. Like I never went to showcase. I went to showcase like maybe four or five times in the nineties. Really? And that was it. Yeah, I was like Isaac Green, the Scholars, and then uh, I seen Link Eighty, Jeffrey's Fan Club. I think like Low Pressure, Pharmaceutical Bandits. But um, but then those I saw Ten Yard Fight. That was the first hardcore show I paid for. Yeah. Was Ten Yard Fight, and that's one of those shows that uh, we were talking about earlier about like just totally like changed like a direction in life yeah like the singer is just stepping on my hands and i'm just thinking like wow like, uh, like you know i mean i, I went from seeing like <laughs> ted nugent and you know poison and like all these hair metal bands you know on like blockbuster pavilion or whatever mm-hmm. like you know they're like a mile away and i'm i've seen tanner right now and this dude the singer is stepping on my hands and i'm just like i want to do this like i want to be a part of this yeah now that's where like everything changed but it was because of Link 80 though that made me even be interested in hardcore because they were they were already incorporating like actual breakdowns, breakdowns in their like, songs that used to confuse like, the shit I mean, man. <laughs> you're just so lost I dude, was like dude, what I is heard, happening I heard so I heard Firestorm after I heard Link 80's version of Firestorm they they put a Firestorm uh, the first like verse like mm-hmm. the street by street or they had that in one of their songs in Dimesterhood or something mm-hmm. and uh I remember thinking at the time, I was like, whoa, like, this is heavy. Like, I want more of that. <laughs> and then, like, years later, I found out it was actually Earth Crisis that they were putting in their song or whatever. That's funny. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's funny. I, my my introduction, like I said, I didn't, I didn't like, consciously know what hardcore was until much later, like, 2004, 2005. And, uh, and so, but it was, like, I always oh. had this, uh, yeah, I always had this energy of, like, like, whenever I saw a hardcore band, I guess in my mind... I was like, I was, I thought hardcore was like more like what I know, like would be like metal or like mm-hmm. that. Like that's what I thought it was. I didn't, I didn't realize the the closeness it had to punk rock. Yeah. So like 
for like like Bane. I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. Bane's a punk man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my girlfriend at the time, she's like, Bane's a, a little bit, a little bit heavier. Yeah, punk Bane's band, like, yeah. Bane's a hardcore band. <laughs> I'm like, this is punk. I was yeah. like, this is punk rock. Like, 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 uh, like, Reach the Sky and like all those bands in my eyes. Like, I was at a youth crew. It's like very much like if, if you're like a punk kid and you're kind of like, you know, trying to, you know, bridge a gap between punk and hardcore and you're trying to cross that bridge, I guess, like those would be the bands to like start with because they, they had a really easy win to like. Yeah, I didn't I didn't find out about re- youth crew until until later on. And then that made sense. I, like if I would have found them early on, then early on, I would have claimed straight edge. I would have been more I would have been about it. Yeah. Like but at the time, like I didn't. I just didn't do that stuff because I felt like, I felt like it was such a cop out for like why you're even into music in the first place. I was like, you're not about music, you're about partying. Mm-hmm, yeah. And like, yeah. But uh, a hardcore band that I saw at Showcase, I remember my buddy, my buddy and I just being fucking terrified because we we're like, what is this? We saw, um, I think they're from Salt Lake City, a band called Clear. Oh, so good, dude. Terrified. I was just like, <laughs> you want to talk about terrifying, right? I'll tell you my Clear story. I saw Clear, it had to be like 98, had to be 98. They played with Chorus Disapproval at Showcase. And I went with my janitor of my elementary school. What? And yeah, yeah. What? And, and uh, well, it was my dad. She, my dad. It was me, my dad, and the janitor. I forgot his name now. I, kind of, I, 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 I really wish I knew his name now, but he got wasted at that show. And the whole time he's like, just drunk. He got he got drunk and he was like, "Fuck Salt Lake City!" Oh, like the whole time, right? Shit. Nothing happened. It's like to me, it was like I mean, again, I'm only like 12, 13 at the time. I'm like thinking, like, how's this dude not fucked up at this point? Mm-hmm. And like, we get in his truck to to go home, or whatever. We go to that Del Taco, and we're in drive through, and me and my dad are in the back, um, the back seat or the fuck, and all we hear is all the windows one at a time just fucking just being smashed out and the people are just yelling like salt lake motherfucker and it's like oh, are you fucking serious like these dudes like just smashed out my window and um now you know all these years later mm-hmm. uh it was my friend blake and his friends <laughs> <laughs> but he told me he was like he was like oh i think i remember that like yeah like, yeah yeah so late dude very uh always has they always have a story to bring with them. The first time, every time my dad came out play, shh, fucking wild too. It's like two thousand like one or something. Two thousand yeah, it'd be like two thousand one, two thousand two, no two thousand one. They came out with like Martyr, Eighteen Visions, I think or something. And man, Salt Lake City came out and just like like the biggest brawl ever. That showcase. I see like people getting like curb stomped and shit. Like, oh fuck! Got wild man, and then um. And then again at Disembodied Reunion, they're out there and another fight again. I don't know why there's like like a beef with like Salt Lake and Orange County or something. I think it's, I think it's done now. Mm-hmm. All these you know now that everyone's kind of like cycled out. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, at that point it was just like some of the shows were like very intense. That was that was the other thing too. I felt like fights were different at hardcore shows mm-hmm. and they were at punk shows. And uh, like the first time seeing like a like basically like a swarm beating was like at a throwdown show. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what is going on here, dude? Like, what? That dude, I was like, I, I was like, that big dude just got beat the shit out of by like 10 small dudes. What the fuck was nah, that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, you know, you know, um, Greg from Oblige? Mm-hmm. He, he got beat up on by a couple of my friends. 
And uh, I, I remember having to pull him off of Greg. And For anyone who like, doesn't know, Greg is a big, and he, he was yeah. I, always a fit big, dude. Big, big, girthy dude. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he got beat up on by three of my friends. And I remember pulling my friends off. And they were just like, yo, we love you, but you're going to join them the next time. Damn. You know? Oh, and I shit. was like, fuck. Like, you know? Then that was like the whole, like, welcome to the crew world mm-hmm. of hardcore. And I was like, ah, all right, well. Here we go. That's the whole, yeah. that's the whole thing. <laughs> Crazy times. One <clears throat> time, man. Well, yeah, I'm sure we. I'm sure we can. I feel like we go tell. forever. I feel like yeah. We, yeah, yeah, we might have to do another a part two, dude. Yeah, when we come back, fun. dude. I want to. I want to do. Uh, I want to get you on and just talk about barn shows, dude. Let's do it. Dude, I, I just meant to do that. Uh, Los Abertos off of uh, Brockton or Magnolia, or whatever, and. Uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with um, Golden Voice. And I go, oh, do you know Bill? And he's like, he goes, yeah, of course. Like, I used to go to the bar. And I'm like, and then we, and like, if my wife was there, she would have been like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, oh, no, like we got to go. We yeah, gotta yeah, go. I ended up just hanging out with him for like mm-hmm. half hour just talking uh, about the barn, too. But it's crazy. You know, nobody knows the barn. It's, it's, it's really a forgotten venue at this point. Like, Showcase overshadowed it. And then obviously, it's, these kids cycle out and they disappear, you know, even showcase like kids today didn't go. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. Kids were like five years old when it closed. Were, were yeah. you, that's yeah, that's, that fucking hurts my, that hurts my feelings. Were you the one that posted that it was supposed to be like a, uh, almost like a, like a food lab type? Yeah, I got an update. Did you? I got an update. Oh shit! Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you guys. Wait, wait, we'll talk. We'll off, talk about it after. There, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it after the fact. <laughs> yeah, I got to update that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, crazy times of, of all that, and yeah, I could go on forever. Dude, yeah, we gotta. We'll, we'll bring you back for a part two. That way, we're we're not making people sit here for four and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Just talking about sure. talking talk about a bunch of bands that are like, who, what, yeah, like what. <laughs> So, did you want to? Uh, I guess before we get out of here, you want to plug. You want to plug Darsum. You want to plug your business. Um, well, I don't have a business. I would say that uh, I do have a couple friends that just bought a venue called Baseline Studios, and um, yeah, Five Seven Booking and uh, Inland Hardcore are hoping to start making that like Sick. a, a full time thing. Dude, cool. even they, dude, even hit me up. He goes, "Yo, you know anyone who books ska bands?" I was like, "Yes, I do." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do actually. Yeah. And so, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping that um, you know, the Inland Empire has something to really mm. call its own. It's no, it's not gonna be showcase, of course, not even the mm. location, because you know, it's in San Bernardino. But it's just nice to know to that, have some, uh, somewhere. that we have our own spot final like a legit Ooh. spot it's not a glass oh, yeah. shop it's not a house it's not <laughs> underneath backyard. a porch yeah <laughs> <Gnarly> backyard yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we finally got a building cool that, that we could yeah, call our own so, so yeah baseline studios and um yeah inland hardcore and 5.7 booking on uh, instagram follow that and then uh yeah darsum's just writing for full length uh i imagine if we get if Time is all right. It should come out early twenty twenty four. So we'll see how that goes. Um, we we've not we've never been good with time. So you still doing design work and yeah, like I, mean, I I try to yeah I try to do more like privately at this point. I yeah. do I do for like still you know big bands or whatever. But 
I try to keep it private because yeah. I don't want it to be my um, your full time thing. Especially I have, to have three kids. I, yeah, you know, I try to be. I have to be a husband, family man still, and trying to make it a full time thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's really possible. So before we go, yeah. we're trying to build our podcast playlist. Oh yeah. What's right. a, what's a jam that either you've been jamming this week or just something you want to just throw on that people should check out? Ooh man. Um, I'll trust. I'll try to go newer. Let's do movements. I think it's, the song's called Daylily. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and that's not my favorite song on the, on Feel. It's the album's called Feel Something. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite song on it. My wife really likes it, so I feel like, eh, well, it must be a good song. Then. <laughs> on the album, the song after that is like my favorite song, but the whole album in general is a banger. So, yeah, Daylily movements, movements is dope. Yeah. <clears throat> Mike, what's your song this week? Um, since we were talking about him, I'm gonna throw up uh, "Falling Sickness." Start over. Trying to get Burner State to cover that. Falling Sickness. Which one? Start over. Start over. All right. So when you're going off of like the same as we just said, like a lot of like. A lot of bands that I listen to, obviously, like a lot of like drinking and drugs and shit. Yeah, you know, it's like against it. <laughs> <laughs> you, can live, you can live vicariously through yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, the irony. Well, they're they're in a band. They're doing it. They're yeah. they're well, actually even like Oasis. I mean, they even sing about coke. You know, Bush sings about heroin. You know, no big mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, you, you don't I'll, you don't pick a song. I'll throw mine in there. Uh, <laughs> just because of this weekend, I've just been jamming it. But uh, break the ice. Sean Farnham <laughs> from the Who? from the Rad soundtrack. Wait, what? <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Rad? No. I see that movie Rad. Dude, it's no. so deliciously eighties. It's a BMX movie. Um, there's a BMX dance scene. Huh. There is a BMX dance scene mm-hmm. in it. Um, the the soundtrack for that is just it's, it's just such an eighties banger yeah. that is yeah. And what I didn't know, so John Farnham is like like majority of the songs are like him on yeah. there but like uh i didn't realize this but like that was kind of like a like like those songs are like kind of like rock mm-hmm. for him because he's like he, he's written some other like more like epic i don't know like those 80s synth wave like, like ballads ballad type shit mm-hmm. incredible voice a lot of it's really corny but it's also like corny in a great way yeah, I don't know. You're like, I'm out. It's like I, I think something like that. I'm thinking like Napoleon Dynamite or some shit. So yeah, that's, it's yeah. not far. <laughs> it's not far. Yeah. It's not very far yeah. removed from that. Yeah. <clears throat> Sick. That's a good one, oh, Michael. Right. I've been I've been jamming it because, yeah, yeah. We got we got plans for that got song. Plans. We'll say that. <laughs> okay. Well, right. sick for us um, at Walking Blind Pod. Uh, pretty much everywhere. Walking Blind Pod at Gmail dot com. Um, Keep an eye out because we're we're gonna be uh we're gonna I, th- I think we plan to announce some stuff about the fields and wheels coming up pretty soon, mm-hmm. um and then uh yeah it's uh make sure you check it out hit us up uh, on the emails uh, make sure you guys send in any type of questions or even just like hit us up to say what's up you know um and yeah that's it so we're gonna we're gonna bring you back for probably like part two part let's three do it, dude. let's we do it so many stories to tell yeah we, 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 we didn't even like scratch <laughs> the barely surface. Yeah, barely right? scratched the surface <laughs> like that we just like just talked about my my childhood yeah <laughs> <laughs> we gotta talk about my my the touring yeah hell yeah <clears throat> hell yeah well sick we love you guys 
We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.